Welcome to the Eczema Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Julia Chen. I'm here to help you heal your eczema naturally so you can finally live your best damn life. Many years ago in my own eczema healing journey, I was stuck and confused on how to heal my skin. Fast forward to today, after many lessons learned and lots of trial and error, I'm now living my best life and traveling the world with clearer skin. If you're an eczema or TSW warrior who desires a life of food freedom and is wanting to heal your skin without steroids while using mindset and manifestation as a tool, you're in the right place. Now let's get into it. And we're here today with episode five of the Eczema Warrior podcast. This episode has been something I have been itching to share with you guys. Some of you know a lot has been going on in just my personal life and so that's why today's episode is going to be all about dating when you have eczema. Now before I get into today's episode which I feel like is going to be a long one this time but it's going to be very exciting and very interesting I want to share with you guys a quick life update. So right now I'm actually just sitting on my bed again. I have this thing now where I love podcasting in my bed. (laughs) I just feel like I can be myself. I can have my cup of tea. I'm actually drinking a cup of hot chocolate right now. Um, I have my diffuser running in the back. So it's a whole vibe over here. So in terms of life update lately, it's just been dealing with this relationship thing that I will share in today's episode because a lot of you guys have been asking me to know all about the tea. Besides dealing with that over the past week, I've just been finally moved out of my place. I'm actually staying at my parents' place temporarily as I am moving into a different country. So I'm just helping them out right now in in their house because my parents are actually out of town and they needed someone to house sit and also take care of the pets here. So I'll be here for another month and then when they come home, I will be jetting out of here. Okay, so today's topic, dating when you have eczema. So the reason why I wanted to share this episode today, not only because of what I've been dealing with over the past week, but also it's a very common topic actually that has come up in my client calls and just with my one-on-one coaching clients as well around how do you date when you have eczema and how do you talk about your eczema to other people who don't understand exactly what you're going through. So in today's podcast episode, I want to be sharing with you how I talk about my eczema to my partners, partners of the past. And also I want to talk about why self-love is important before even getting into relationship. Now, I know a lot of you guys want the juicy details of what's been going on with my dating situation. So before I get started, go and grab yourself a nice cup of tea or coffee in the morning or whatever time you're listening to this episode because it's going to be a juicy one and it's going to be a long one, okay? Or maybe you're driving right now, but whatever you're doing, (laughs) get into it with me. Okay, so last year... I got out of a long-term relationship with my ex. We ended things back in May, but even prior to that, like I would say our relationship kind of started dying out maybe in earlier of 2022. So January, February at that time. And then May was like the official like, okay, we're done here. We're going to move on. So 
the smart Julia would have been like, okay, you know, a three and a half year relationship. This is my time to just be single and focus on me, focus on my business. I ended up meeting this guy off of Hinge when I was traveling down in the States. And at that time, when I was traveling down in the States, I was only there for a weekend. It was like a weekend girls trip. I actually didn't end up meeting this guy until afterwards, like after I left. So I was there in the States for the weekend. And then I matched with this guy on Hinge. Totally normal guy. Didn't have any red flags. We were like talking quite a bit. We were like texting back and forth. And then he ends up actually driving up to Vancouver to see me because he wasn't too far away. He actually lives in Portland. So he drove up to Vancouver to come see me a couple weeks after we had matched on Hinge. So this was a couple weeks after I had left Portland over the weekend. So he comes to Vancouver and we had a great time. Like he ended up staying five days instead of the original three days. We got along really well. He met some of my friends. We went out every night. We had dinner. It was, it was a, it was a good vibe. And I had like, I really started to think, okay, this guy's pretty decent. Like maybe, you know, this could be something, but so over the five days he was here, we went on dates together. We went for drinks. He even met some of my friends and my sister. So it was honestly a really good time. And I didn't think anything was wrong with him, to be honest, because I mean, it's only five days. You can't really tell exactly unless you really start to date someone. But anyways, so that was our five days together and everything was great. And I honestly at that time didn't want to take anything too seriously because I was just getting out of a relationship with Phil, my ex, who is now actually one of my closest friends, which people think is weird. But anyways, so I was still getting over over Phil. I was pretty much over him at that point because we were our relationship was already dying down like back in January 2022. But of course, like I wasn't even thinking about even getting into relationship. So a couple weeks passed by now and me and this guy, this hinge guy, I'm not going to say his name yet, but I will. We, you know, continue to chat. He tells me that he wants to like take things further, that he really thinks that this could work out, even though we live in two different countries and we're at least like six to seven hours apart in terms of distance with driving. And so I'm kind of thinking like, okay, like this guy is moving a little fast for me, but maybe it's just how he is because he is an older guy. He's like six years older than me, but he was saying like all these things like, oh, like he really wants me to be his girlfriend and he really wants all of this to work out. And this was about like one month and two hour so-called dating. <laughs> and I wasn't ready for it. So I told him, hey, you know, I need some time to like just feel things out. You know, I just got out of a relationship. Like he knows all of this. Like I need time to hang out with you more. I need to get to know you a little bit better before I like say that I'm your girlfriend, you know, like I'm not, I'm just not, I'm just not going to be someone's girlfriend just by hanging out with them. Okay. Hold on. Let me take a step back. We hung out more after that weekend. So after that five day weekend, I would say we hung out every other week. So either I would drive down to Portland or he would like come to Portland and we would hang out. And whenever we hang out with each other, it's always like a week's time together because of course he's driving this far and I'm also driving far too. So we end up just hanging out for the week. 
So we were hanging out quite a lot over the summer of 2022, every other week or every week. And yeah, that's when he was like really moving pretty fast saying like he wants me to be his girlfriend and he really sees like a future with us together. And obviously this sounds like a freak, like these sounds like fucking red flags. But at that time, he's like, I was in a vulnerable state, you guys. Okay. I was like, just not really thinking straight, I guess. And from an outsider's point of view, they're probably going to be like, okay, this is so obvious. Like he's like love bombing you, which I later learned that he totally was. But at that moment I was like, okay, you know, I'm just going to have a good time with this guy and we'll just see how things go. I'm not going to like take things too seriously with him. So two and a half months pass by and things are getting even more serious. You know, he comes up to Vancouver. We like do more things together. I went down to Portland. I stayed with him for over a week and you know, it was great. It was fine. I met his friends. He met my friends and it became this thing where everyone knew that we were together. And so finally at the end of August, I said yes to be his girlfriend. And this was when I actually went to go live with him in Portland for a week. And yeah, that's when things became official. Now, during our time together from when we met in June up until October is when we broke up, there were a few things about him where I was just kind of like, I don't really like this about you, but maybe you're just having a bad day. (laughs) And I'm such a nice girl, you guys. Like, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I try to look on the good side of everyone because I never want to judge anybody and I just want to like you know, just be there for someone if they're having a bad day. But then thinking back now, some of the reactions that I've noticed with him was very inappropriate in the sense that it was kind of like, I would never act like that in public, but you do you kind of thing. So there was a situation in Vegas. So he took me to Vegas in October where what happened was his work company paid for his stay at one of the hotels in Vegas. However, he didn't realize that the check-in day for the stay was on Friday. So we actually didn't get to that hotel until Saturday. And so when we got to that hotel, the hotel staff was just like, oh, you guys were supposed to check in yesterday, Friday. But because you missed your check-in, we're going to have to charge you for the entire stay, even though you missed the day before. And... I was like, okay, like, don't worry about it. We'll just like get your company to pay for it because there was, you know, miscommunication. This guy freaking like freaks out at the hotel staff. He was like swearing at them and like being like, what the fuck do you mean? I don't want to pay for this. Like you guys are supposed to let me stay here, blah, blah, blah. Like he was going off and I was just standing on the side being like, yo, like what the fuck is going on? Like just your company is clearly going to cover it. Like there, it's a big corporate company. Just tell them that you accidentally missed the day and they will cover it. Like I already knew they were going to cover it. I don't know why the fuck he was freaking out about it, but he ended up like kind of yelling at the staff and I was not okay with that. So anyways, that was the situation. And that wasn't just one time. There was another time where he like got mad at something and I'm just kind of like, um, okay, I'll just let you be mad And then I'll talk to you about it later. So then I'm the type of person where it's just like, if I don't, if something doesn't resonate with me, I will fucking call you out on it because that's not okay. That's not okay. So I did call him out on it. And I was like, hey, you know, I don't really really like 
the way that you approach the situation because you could have handled it a lot better. And he got a little defensive. He was like, you're supposed to be on my side. You know, why can't you just let me be mad for a moment? I'm like, I'm not not letting you be mad. Like, I understand that you're frustrated, but I'm just telling you nicely that you could have responded to the situation better. Anyways, he didn't really take that very well. So I was like, whatever, you just need to calm down for a second and let's just like move on from it. So that was that. That was like another thing where I'm like, okay, I don't know if this guy has temper issues, but (laughs) um, let's just hope it doesn't get worse. And thankfully, I'm not with him anymore. So I don't know if it's it's not going to be a problem for me. But moving on. So during this time together from June to October, this guy was love bombing me like no tomorrow, okay? He would say that he wants to marry me. He wanted to buy me this like really nice engagement ring and it would say all these things to like make me feel some type of way about him. And I've never been love bombed before. So I'm like, I don't know what is going on. But I was just like kind of questioning like what his intentions were, but I didn't think too much of it because I was just kind of letting him do it, to be honest. But thinking back, obviously, that was not that was a huge red flag. So he would love bomb me and like make me feel some type of way, like feel very special. And he did like take care of me, like he would pay for things. He would drive me around. He bought me stuff. So he definitely wasn't all bad. Like he definitely took care of me. and showed really good qualities which I don't know if they were good intentions because it gets worse the story gets worse so in October after Vegas we started having issues because I told him that I have very high expectations since the beginning okay now that I'm in my 30s I don't have time to just be a fling or I don't have time to just date around and not have a relationship become something serious, you know? So I told him, hey, you know, this is what I'm looking for in a relationship. And this is what I want. And it can seem like a lot, but I'm like, I just want to make this clear that you and I are on the same page when it comes to our expectations and values. And I laid out everything that I wanted in a man. He laid out everything he wanted in a woman. And he was like, hell yeah, like I'm all up for it. Like I'm really into you. You don't understand how I feel about you, but I for sure can like, you know, do all these things that you want me to do. So I'm like, okay, cool. And one of the things I told him was, you know, in a long distance relationship, it is really, really hard to just be in one. You need constant communication. You need your partner to be able to text you and and even call you without you asking, right? Because you don't have that physical connection. You don't know what they're doing. And so what I realized is that after I became his girlfriend, he started to kind of flip a switch in a way. Like he went from love bombing me to kind of like saying stuff like he would be too busy to call me. And like I got this really bad ear infection when I got back from Vegas where I was literally like almost fainting on the ground. Like my sister was concerned. My ear was swollen. I had full body chills. I felt like I had the flu and I was really sick. And I told him this about it. I was like, hey, I'm really sick. I'm not feeling well. And the one thing I wanted him to do was to call me to make sure that I was okay. This fucking guy doesn't even call me. 
knowing that I'm sick as hell. He doesn't even call me to see I'm okay. Even Phil called me, like my ex. He was like, yo, are you okay? Like, can I help you? And that just like made me so sad because it's just like, okay, if this guy's gonna promise me the world and promise me that he'd move mountains for me and promise me that he would like do all these things for me and you can't even call me? Like, what the fuck? So I called him out for it. I was like, hey, you know, I'm upset at you because you promised me all these things and you're, these are all empty promises and all I want you to do is call me like when I'm sick without me asking because I'm your girlfriend. And he says, I told you, I've been so busy with work. Like what kind of lame excuse is that? So that pretty much led us to the breakup because I was like, this guy isn't following through with his words and everything that he said to me over the past four months together. And so things ended in middle of October. Okay. And then after that, he was like, oh, you know, I still want to still talk to you and still text you. And I was like, "Mm, obviously I still have feelings for him. So I was like, okay, maybe we can like just be friends, I guess. But I started getting really weird because he would our conversations would never go anywhere. He would be like, hi, how's it going? Nothing much. Like, you know, very dead end conversations. And then he would like make comments like, I miss you. Like, I wish I was with you and things like that. And honestly, I shouldn't, I should have cut it off like way then knowing that he was going to continue this for the next six months after Jesus. So then at the end of October, he leaves to Korea. So he planned this Korea trip. Uh, months ago which actually I was supposed to go with him he asked me to go with him and he's going with his friend named Mauricio and so he leaves to Korea he you know messages me here and there when he's in Korea to see what I'm up to I give him like really cold answers because I'm like I'm just trying to move on here and I'm really disappointed in him so I don't want to like talk to him and then he would keep texting me he keep texting me being like you know, why are you so slow at responding? Like, I miss you, like, blah, 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 all this shit. And then the thing is, at that time, I couldn't officially cut him out because he actually had my phone hostage. <laughs> so he had purchased an iPhone 14 for me in the States, and I paid him cash for it in Vegas. And so when he left to Korea, he um, shipped the phone to arrive in Canada for me to receive it. But somewhere during the journey of this phone trying to get here, customs had denied it and it didn't go through. So it fucking got sent back to Portland and he wasn't in Portland. So it was a whole thing. And then he finally got back from Korea and then he was like, oh, like, why don't we just like meet up in person and I will give you the phone to you. So we ended up setting a day in Seattle to meet up to have him give me the phone And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just grab the phone for me and that's it. And he's like, what do you mean that's it? Like, why don't we, don't you want to hang out with me? Don't you want to like do stuff together? And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, no, like I'm trying to move on. And this guy would not want me to move on clearly. So in the end, I was like, let me just tell him I'm down to hang out and then just grab my phone. So I told him, I was like, okay, cool. Let's hang out for the day. Like just been a day in Seattle. So we had it all planned out in November to meet up and the night before Seattle he texts me at two in the morning he's like sorry I can't make it something urgent came up I won't be able to make it anymore 
of course, of course he's going to fucking bail on me with my iPhone 14. Like, come on, just give me my damn iPhone. So I'm choked at this point. I'm like, hey, you know what? Just give me back the money. Keep the fucking iPhone and just give me back my money and I will buy my own iPhone 14 here in Canada. This guy says, I don't have the money for it right now. And get this, okay? This guy drives like six luxury cars. He owns all these toys and yeah, you have money, okay? Don't try to make up some bullshit. Anyways, he ended up taking a whole last week to get the money that I gave him for my phone to give me my money. So we finally got my money back and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, don't talk to me anymore. Like, bye. And he's like, that's it? Like, that's all you're going to say? I'm like, what else do you want me to say, man? Like, we broke up in October and this has just been ongoing for too long. So fast forward to end of November, early December. I'm now in Costa Rica, living my best life. As you guys probably have seen me in my stories on Instagram. And he's still messaging me. He's like, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, I want to come to Costa Rica. And obviously, like, at that point, I'm like, I still really like this guy, okay? So I was like, okay, like, come, come to Costa Rica. He's like, all right, I'll buy my ticket. Let me just look at the dates. So the next, like, few weeks, he's, like, apparently looking for plane tickets and then also, like, getting into my business where he's like, what are you doing? Like, are you sleeping with other other guys in a different country? Like, I want to come see you and I want to hang out with you. I want to be with you and saying all this shit. And... I thought he was serious. Honestly, thought he was like going to show up. Honestly. And December passes and it's now end of December, early January where I'm now in Colombia. So he's like, sorry, I can't make it to Costa Rica because I've been moving into a new place. And I was like, okay, um, just like small talk, like where are you moving? He's like, oh, I'm moving to the east side of Portland now from the west side. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, are you leaving by yourself? And he's like, yeah, I'm moving into um, a place by myself. And by the way, you guys, these are very important details. So like, take note. <laughs> okay, so then he's like, once I move in and settle in, I will buy my ticket to Columbia. I'm like, cool, let me know. And then during this time, obviously, he like keeps messaging me, like asking what I'm doing, telling me he misses me, blah, 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 all that shit. So then he tells me, hey, Julia, I booked my ticket. And I'm like, wow, what the fuck? You actually did? So he books his ticket for January 4th for one week and he's staying until January 11th. That's what he told me. And I'm like, okay, send me your itinerary. And this guy would not send it to me for the longest time. And then I'm like, can you send me your itinerary so I can know when you're landing? He's like, sorry, I've been so busy with the move, but I'll send it to you right away. I land at 11 p.m. on January 4th and I leave my place at 5 a.m. So he gave me the details in terms of the time. Okay, so then he's like, I'm so excited to come see you in Colombia. I like told all my friends that I'm, you know, going to go hang out with you and we're going to do all these things together, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. January 4th laser comes around and my friends in Colombia know at this point. So we're planning his stay with us. Like staying in Colombia is a whole other thing. Okay, you can't just have random people show up to your Airbnb. You actually have to book. You have to pay for an additional person. So we did all this thing for him to show up, paid for his shit. And January 4th comes along and I messaged him. I was like, hey, like, are you on the plane? And this was at 8 a.m. in the morning. 
I shit you not, at 6 p.m. the same night, he says, I'm so fucking pissed, my flight got canceled, and I can't rebook it for the week, so I got a refund. What? Are you dumb? What kind of... If you're gonna lie, please have the right facts, because of course I'm gonna go check if his flight got canceled. There were no flights canceled out of Portland that day. No flights canceled. He fucking made up a lie for the past two months saying that he was going to come to Colombia, made us pay for his shit, and then didn't even buy his fucking ticket. So then what did I do? I ghost him for a whole month. And he texts me every single week being like, hello, why are you such a butt? Where are you? okay like why aren't you messaging me he even texted my friend back in canada being like hey jen i haven't heard from julia where where is she and get this okay like jen and this guy my friend they've never talked (laughs) the last time they talked was like when we were together in october and this is already january of this year 2023 so jen's calling me she's like why is your this guy not i'm not gonna mention his name yet Actually, let's just say his name. His name is Robert, okay? His name is Robert. Why is Robert calling me? I mean, why is Robert texting me? And I'm like, what do you mean? Why is he texting you? What the fuck? (laughs) How does he even have your number? And then she tells me that he's trying to figure out where you are. And dude, he knows where I am. He knows I'm in Colombia. He's just trying to get my attention, obviously. So a month passes by. And I'm like, okay, let me just see what the fuck this guy wants. So I say, do you need something? And he's just like, why did you block me? Why are you not answering me? Your profile picture went blank. Um, My flight actually got canceled. Why don't you believe me? And also, my mom is terminally ill. What? I'm like, first of all, I didn't block you. Second of all, your flight didn't actually get canceled, but... I'm just going to be very short with you. So all I said was, I'm sorry to hear the news about your mom. I hope it all works out. And he says that you don't care at all, hey? And I said, I do care, but I'm just not going back and forth with you anymore. It's literally been four months of us going back and forth since we broke up in October. And it's going nowhere. It's literally going nowhere. And plus you lied, (laughs) clearly. So then... I told him, I sent him a one last message. I was like, hey, you know, we shouldn't talk anymore. We should just part our ways. And he sends a sad face saying, it doesn't have to be like this. Okay, so it gets worse. It gets worse, okay? So we don't talk for a while. And I'm living my life in Guatemala. And then I come back home to Canada just right before my birthday. And then I get this message. And the message says, Julia. And get this, okay? He, this message was received on iMessage. We've been chatting on WhatsApp because when, you're, when I'm in another country, my iMessage is deactivated because I use a different SIM card. So somehow he knew that I came home, which is interesting because since we broke up, he decided to block me on everywhere on all social media. So he has no idea what I've been doing the past five months is what I'm assuming. But somehow he knew that I came home and that my iMessage was active. So he sends a message on February 17th saying, Julia. And I sent him a question mark. I'm like, did you send this by accident? He's like, no, are you home? 
anyway, so then we kind of go back and forth a little bit. And he's like, I'm like, why are you? I don't want to talk to you is what I said. He's like, I want to know what you're up to. And I'm like, I am living my life. (laughs) And he's like, oh, cool. I'm glad you had fun on your trip. Like, just like totally like, I don't even know what he was trying to do. Anyways, okay, it gets even worse. So then two weeks later, I see a picture of him and a girl on my feed. And it's his girlfriend. Yeah. It's this like influencer in Portland. And she posted a picture of her and him on her profile, which is a big deal. (laughs) If you're influencer, you're posting a picture of you and your boyfriend. It means it's pretty fucking serious. And I could not believe my eyes, you guys. I cannot believe my eyes. This guy has a girlfriend and he was messaging me since October 2022 when we broke up. So then I wanted to investigate. What is going on? What the fuck is happening? So I investigated with my girlfriend very deeply into this whole situation of like, did this guy have two girls at the same time? Like what was happening? So then get this. I find out, remember I told you just like 10 minutes ago that Robert went to Korea and I was supposed to go to Korea with him. He went to Korea with this girl. He was there in Korea with this girl while still texting me asking what I'm doing and how he misses me. And remember I said that he was moving? Well, he moved into her place. How do we know this? That's a secret, but we know that he moved into her place. Um, We saw some pictures that made sense that we basically saw some pictures that showed us the evidence that his belongings are in her, in her place. So we have concluded that she is probably living with her right now. This guy was moving into his girlfriend's place while telling me that he's going to come to Colombia and come to Costa Rica and like do all these things with me and how he wants to be with me. What the fucking hell? <laughs> excuse my language, but what is going on? So then I wanted to dig even deeper. I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy, two weeks after we break up, goes to Korea with this girl. God knows when they even started talking, probably when we were still together. He was in Korea with her traveling. And then he comes back saying he wants to be with me, even called me one day, even wanted to meet me up in Seattle, all this shit. Even, yeah, was apparently booked his Columbia ticket, which obviously he didn't, said that his mom was dying, which I don't even think that's even even true anymore or at all. And this entire time, she's been laying in the same bed next to him. She's been laying in bed with him while he's saying all this shit to me. And get this, it gets fucking worse, okay? So then my friends wanted to expose him and be like, this is not okay for this man to be playing around with girls' feelings. So they commented on that photo being like, this guy is a clown. He is DMing all these girls and he's been playing with people's feelings. Like run for your life. Like trying to get this girl's attention, his girlfriend's attention, because I wouldn't want her to get played the way that he played me. Okay. I mean, she's already getting played the fact that he's fucking cheating on her. But we commented on her post and 
I guess she didn't see it for the couple days. So then my girlfriend ended up sending her a DM and was like, hey, your man Robert has been texting my best friend, which is me, over the last four months now. And you need to know this because this is not okay. And here are the evidence of all the messages he's been sending her since October while he was with you. And we waited for like three days for this girl to see the message and get this. During the three days, this was just last week, you guys, okay? During the three days, Robert texts me again. He says, I miss you. I don't respond because I know... What the fuck? I'm not going to respond to that. Like, what the hell? You're cheating on your girlfriend. So I leave him on red. And then the next morning, he says, can I come see you, please? The fucking audacity to do that. So then I responded, what the fuck, Robert? No, please stop messaging me and tell your girlfriend to check your DMs. This guy panics, okay? He somehow gets her social media account, blocks all of us, me, my girlfriends that commented, the DMs, erases everything, and we have no access to her Instagram anymore. So we can't even tell information. But then my girlfriend, being a freaking genius, she's like, I bet you he was the one that blocked us because what happened was this girl, this influencer, she has three accounts, her personal account, and she has another account. We're not blocked on her other account. So we know that she didn't block us. So then my girlfriend sent her the same DMs to the girl's other account and she sees the messages. She sees the messages and then she responds back. She's like, Robert is saying these are fake messages. It would be really helpful if you could send me a screen recording of all the messages so we know that it's real. First of all, there's no way you can fake like 50 million (laughs) iMessages and WhatsApp messages. But let me just screen record just to show you that this shit is fucking real. So I screen recorded all the messages from October up until up until today basically and sent to my friend to send to her and she was like responding back saying oh he's saying it's fake but I'll take it from here thank you so much I totally forgot one important part of this whole story so during the time when Robert had found out that I know about his girlfriend and I sent her dms I shit you not, the next day on the weekend. So this happened pretty much on a Thursday, Friday. And then on the Saturday evening, he posts a picture of her in their bed in Korea when they were traveling. And in the fucking caption, it says, I am so happy that I met you. I never thought a perfect girl like you would walk into my life. I love you 3000. I cannot wait for more days with you. Blah, 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 blah. This guy has no shame. He literally posted that photo to either, I don't know what, for what reason, because he already knows that he's been cheating on her, that he also knows that she knows about me. So it's like he's posting that photo to like try to win her back or something. I have no idea. But anyways, he posted that on his Instagram. Wild. 
no shame at all. You are a cheater and you literally posted a picture of your girlfriend telling her that you love her and she's the perfect person. While just a day ago, you told me that you miss me, that you want to see me. I'm like speechless. (laughs) Okay. And also he used to say the same things to me when we were dating. He would say like, I'm the perfect girl for him. He's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm his dream girl, like blah, 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 like all this shit. So if anything, Like, he is definitely love bombing her, and I really hope to God that she doesn't fall for it. Like, if she's smart and she has seen all of the receipts and the DMs, all the evidence of what he's been saying to me, she would not be with this guy. But because I know how he is as a person, he's very manipulative. He is very good at lying. Not anymore because I caught him. But. There is a possibility that she's been brainwashed by him. And so this is why I'm so passionate about sharing the story is because I just want, I just don't want anybody to fall in his trap like I did and like she did. So that's pretty much the last of it is what we know from now is that she knows that he has been talking to me. I gave her all the evidence. I told her that... Yeah, he's been basically playing both of us. If anything, he's been playing her even more because I'm not even in the same country as him and she's living with him is what we think. But as a woman to woman, like we don't deserve to be disrespected like that, especially with a clown like him. It's just not, it's not okay. It is not okay. So where am I at right now? I mean, I was really hurt at first, you guys, just knowing that he did this to me. Because I did really actually like him a lot before I actually found out about all this, obviously. And he made me feel some type of way. So I was really hurt, more so last year. But I am now at a place where I feel much more at peace, knowing that I have no reason to even be sad, to even care about this guy anymore. Just the fact that he was cheating on me and cheating on her. You know, so I'm great. I'm glad that I had the courage to show her and let his girlfriend I don't know if she's his girlfriend still I really hope they're not together not because of me not like me despising this guy now but more so to protect her heart because I just wouldn't want any woman to ever have to go through that like that is not okay it is not okay Anyways, so I'm at peace now. I can finally sleep properly and never have to talk to this guy ever again. He obviously blocked me on everything. So after I sent that message of, um, hey, stop messaging me and tell your girlfriend to check your DMs, he blocked me on iMessage. He blocked me on WhatsApp. He also got his friends to block me off of Instagram. So that really says a lot. And it just says how much of a pathological liar he is and... I just have no sympathy for him. I just I just can't believe it. Okay, that's pretty much the story. There was a little bit more that I would want to share, but this episode would be way too long. And I do want to actually talk about why this whole story even became something I want to share. Because I actually had a reflection, an epiphany over the past week of like, 
why the situation even happened to me in the first place. And what I realized when it comes to dating and being in a relationship is that the reason why I was attracting a man like this was because I was never fully ready myself. I had a lot of wounds, a lot of relationship wounds. I didn't really take care of myself prior to even thinking about being with this man. I remember last year when Phil and I had broken up, I was like binge drinking. I was like really stressed out. I was definitely not practicing any kind of self-care and I jumped the gun basically and I got myself into relationship when I didn't focus on myself first. And that's something I realized thinking back now because when you put yourself first, when you really focus on you and not putting your happiness in someone else's hands, it's just the best way to attract the right person. And the problem with me last year was that I didn't put myself first, right? I was trying to get over Phil by jumping into this crazy relationship that ended up hurting me in the long run. So I got hurt twice in the same year and no regrets at all. I think everything is a lesson learned. I learned a lot about myself during this time where I think I I definitely have wounds when it comes to my relationships and expecting others to care for me when really I need to care for myself first and I need to really just focus on me and provide the happiness for myself. And that's why I've had a huge shift in my mindset since traveling solo because those two relationships were really hard on me because it happened basically back to back. But I think I always thought that you could only be happy if you're with somebody who loves you. But really, you can only be happy with yourself when you love yourself. And I think at that time, I definitely lacked self-love. And I didn't know how to be alone because I was with Phil for three and a half years. And right after that, I started getting into a relationship with Robert. And so what I learned from this whole dating situation with both Phil and Robert is that I really needed to focus on me and love myself first before getting myself into any kind of relationship. Because the moment that you love yourself first and you put yourself first, then you're not going to seek other people to give you the happiness that only you can create. And this is where the law of attraction comes into play because if you guys don't don't know what the law of attraction is, it's basically you are what you attract. So the law of attraction is basically a principle that applies to all areas of your life. Relationships being one of them, business being one of them, career, anything that you are trying to manifest in your life, law of attraction can be applied to that. Now, with my business and with eczema, I'm very good at applying the law of attraction. I feel like I can heal really fast because I send out positive energy and I'm in this, a good high vibe kind of energy. However, when it comes to relationships, I think what was lacking for me 
last year was that I started attracting men that were not stable because I wasn't stable. I was at a point in my life where I just got out of a relationship. I was not practicing self-care. I was binge drinking every weekend. So based on the law of attraction, of course, I'm not going to attract the right person. I'm going to attract the person who is also unstable, which he totally was, right? And so right now, if you're listening and you're wondering, okay, how do you date in general? Or how do you date when you have eczema? Because I guess this is an eczema podcast, but I feel like I'm rambling now. (laughs) But, you know, a lesson that I've learned is that you'll be ready to date when you have learned to truly be alone with yourself and be absolutely okay with it and in love with yourself, literally. And when you are in love with yourself and you're just in high vibe, like I'm an independent queen, I can focus on me and, and do me, then everything else is going to align and the right person is going to come into your life. You no longer have to explain to someone about your eczema because the person that's going to come to your life is going to get it, right? You don't have to feel uncomfortable anymore. You don't have to, you know, walk on eggshells and 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 worry about what your next man is going to say about your skin because you love yourself so much that you're so confident that you're only going to attract a person who is going to be on the same level as you. And that's something I 100% believe in and is what I'm going to practice (laughs) with all of my relationships moving forward. This lesson for me in the past year, even though it was really challenging going through what I went through with Robert mostly, it really showed me that, first of all, there are some crazy men out there. And ladies, please keep your eye out. Please... (laughs) If there's one red flag, run for your life, okay? That's something I learned. Besides the fact that there's some crazy men out there and clearly there's, yeah, there's just crazy men out there. But that doesn't mean that you can't date. It doesn't mean that there aren't amazing people out there. I'm sure there are. But from me traveling by myself over the past four months, it's just great, (laughs) being single and just focusing on me and I would encourage all of you guys to do something for yourself because if you went through something similar situation in terms of dating and you're wondering why things like this are happening to you that's something to really think about because I realized that this happened to me because first of all it needed to happen for me to learn from it right? Always taking every single thing as a lesson. And for me, my lesson was that I needed to focus on me. I needed to love myself first before I can start attracting the right person. And if I start to love myself first, then I'm going to be so confident in myself and my eczema and everything about me that the right person is going to come into my life without me even looking for it. And that way, I don't have to feel uncomfortable talking about my eczema. I don't anyways anymore because I've healed it for the most part. But I know a lot of you do ask me like, how do you talk to people when you have eczema? Or how do you talk to your partner or the person that you're dating? And you know what I'll say is that you should be able to share 
your journey and your eczema with confidence. 100% confidence. It's not going to happen overnight, but you will notice it. Like for me, I've noticed in the past few years that over the years, I've just gotten more and more confident in talking about my skin and talking about my journey and talking about TSW to now when I go on dates that I just, I just tell them, Hey, look, I went through this condition. I have eczema and it comes and goes sometimes depending on my triggers and I'm still me. I'm still who I am. It doesn't define me as a person and it just makes dating easier because I don't care. (laughs) I don't care what people think. And if people are going to judge me for it, then that's on them. Right? Plus, based on the law of attraction, if you send the energy out there that you're confident that you love yourself, then you're not even going to have people come into your life who are going to judge you. Right? There's not going to be people that are just going to be like, oh, you have eczema, you don't look good kind of thing, right? You're going to start attracting people who are like, wow, like she is badass for going through this condition and I'm inspired by her. Like that's the kind of people that are going to be surrounded by you because you give that good energy out to the world and then you start attracting the same energy towards you. Okay, what else do I want to say about this episode? Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm so parched. from just this whole story. I hope it gave you guys all the tea you wanted to hear. It was a lot and I hope you learned a lot from this episode too. I know this episode is a little bit different than the other episodes that I've shared so far. This was by far the most personal that I'll probably ever get, but I really wanted to share this story because it just needs to be said that you know, women need to be respected. And the fact that Robert has been doing this for the past however long is just not okay. And if he ever hears this podcast, (laughs) I don't care if he does, honestly, but I hope he learns his lesson that this is not okay to be lying and to be just disrespecting women like this. And I hope his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend believes me that this is a real story and that he can't get away with it basically. But anyways, to recap today's episode on dating with eczema, I feel like mostly episode I talked about my story, but I want you guys to also remember the other parts that I shared about putting yourself first before considering dating, before getting into relationship, making sure that you're really practicing self-love because the only person that can love You, the way that you want to be loved is yourself. You can never expect another person to love you. And I'm speaking from experience because I obviously seek that in Robert and I seek that in Phil and I never got that in return. And then when I started to travel solo and being on my own and realizing this is when I thrive and this is how I started to build more of that self-confidence and more of that self-love, I realized that is really the key to attracting the right person. And when you're in that energy of more self-love, better self-confidence, and you just can be alone by yourself and you're just thriving, then that's when you're going to start attracting the right people in your life who will not judge you for your eczema, who's not going to question you about your journey. And you're going to be 110% comfortable in sharing your story because the person who is listening to you is the person that is already supposed to be there listening to you. 
But the first step is to believe in yourself, is to love yourself, heal any wounds that might you might be going through. So my biggest wound was my relationship wound, thinking that I needed to be in a relationship in order to be fulfilled, but now realizing that that's not the case. The only person that can fulfill you is you. And you will also notice that your eczema is going to heal a lot faster when you follow this because, again, it goes back to being selfish, practicing self-love, and focusing on you. All right, I hope this episode was helpful to you. I know it's a little bit different than the other ones. I mostly wanted to share this because a lot of you guys have been asking me about the tea, about this whole situation. I hope it made your day because it was definitely a wild story. I love you guys so much. Uh, Have a good rest of your morning. Have a good rest of your evening. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Now, before I let you go, I want to let you know I have this amazing free eczema visualization meditation. This visualization has helped me so much in my healing. It has helped me manifest skin healing faster than I ever imagined. My clients and I use it. We use it all the time in our group coaching calls. And it's honestly the best tool to use when it comes to healing. Now, if you want this visualization, all you have to do is leave us a review and give us a rating, take a screenshot of this podcast and your review, send it to our email at hello at juliachen.com and you will receive this amazing free visualization. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss out on this one. This visualization has literally changed my life. My clients and I do this every night before bed or even first thing in the morning and it helps them heal flares faster. Okay, look forward to hearing your review and we will see you soon.